to you, Lord, I experience you like never before, Lord. We want to share testimonies. We want to see blood, oh Lord. We want to see, oh Lord, this word become life, oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to us again here, but to understand, to remember, and to put into practice, oh, obeying you, Lord, and reaping the benefits, oh Lord, that comes from obeying your word, oh Lord, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 We're looking at um, Isaiah chapter 40. Our key verse is from is from the verses 31. Very popular verse. And we sang two songs um, in, in line with that. Uh, Isaiah 40, verse 31. It says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall work, walk, and not faint. Um, I want to give the word the title, you could, you could title it, um, The Benefits of Waiting, or Why I, why I Wait. Uh, so the benefits of why do we have to wait, why do we wait on the Lord? So the benefits of waiting, or why do we wait on God? Um, and we'll just again break this into like three parts. Um, the first part is, how do we renew our strengths? The second is, strengths to mount up with wings as eagles. And the third being a season to run and another to walk. Um, yeah, this verse is well, again, I'm very sure we're familiar with. Um, and we're just going to break it down one after the other. So it says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And it, it works out like, like, this does not like really tally up, like, I'm waiting upon the Lord. How does that, how, why would that give me strength? Because many of us, we, we, we can easily um, believe that waiting should lead to boredom, should lead to tiredness. I'm just waiting, do it, just waiting upon something. And you know, I would say waiting for the like we just be to again, just like you, um, anxiety, being weary. But the opposite here is actually the case. And the world, the world seems actually designed to make us think otherwise, like in the place of actually waiting. You're actually wasting time, you're dying, you're not progressing. Um, and so you should be like, oh, always make, always be doing something. Uh, in fact, there were times where I actually had to even diagnose myself and say I had productivity. Uh, productivity. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Productivity, uh, anxiety, something like that, where I'm on holidays, but where I'm not doing anything, I start to panic that ah, I'm going to be doing something. I forgot to do something. What have I done today? Look at what's on my calendar. Like, we are to, like it took time off work to rest. Why am I getting panicked of not doing something? That's because again, we are wired to be that okay, like we get to weary, we don't actually get anything from actually like pausing or at least um, waiting or at least again taking a, a pause. But he said, yeah, he said, no, he said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And the truth is that when we actually are burnt out, when we actually are uh, working, when we are even exercising, or things, I mean, even doing exercising, they tell you like when you do a, a set, you pause for 15 seconds and then do another set. That's because again, it is your body, we require time to actually gather our strength again. And so, how do we renew our strength? How do we renew our strength in the place of waiting? And uh, look at three reasons or three um, um, parts of the Bible that again that, that makes this validates this this um, this sentence. 
The first is that waiting upon the Lord means that we are in his presence. That's the first thing. Because he said, those that wait shall renew their strength. He says, those that wait upon the Lord. It means that you have to be in God's presence for this kind of waiting that brings, that brings about strength. You can definitely be waiting outside of God, out of God's presence, and that gives you panic, and that gives you stress, and that gives you other. Well, you waiting in the Lord's presence, in God's presence, brings about strength. And look at Psalm 16, verse 11. Someone can just repeat it out for us. Um, Psalm 16, verse 11. So, why does waiting on the Lord bring about strength? Like, what is the correlation between God's presence and strength? Psalm 16, verse 11. You show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. Now, what we can get, but that's only half of the equation. Now, we've said we renew our strength in God's presence, right? And we know that in God's presence is fullness of joy. So that's the first part of the equation. Now, let's, let's close the loop. Let's close the loop. In Nehemiah 8, verses 10. Someone else can play with that for us. Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 10. Nehemiah 8, verses 10. Anyone can play for us? joy of the Lord is your strength. And so we see that in God's presence, there's fullness of joy. And we know that the joy of the Lord, now not joy that the world has sold to you through like, oh, if you are, if you are fit farm, that's why you actually get, um, you get strength or joy from, oh, when you go on holidays, Brian has asked, like, go get joy in Santorini. Okay? So, the joy of the Lord is what brings about strength. And so, again, the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. And that joy of the Lord, joy that is again of God, brings about strength. And so, when we wait on the Lord, we are smart, when we wait on the Lord, we are in His presence. And His presence fills us up with that joy. That and again, joy here should not be just, like, again, tied to, like, equated to, like, happiness. Because this joy is not always going to be from a happy place. It might always be from a place of like positive and all. And a good example again is uh, example in the Bible is um, um, uh, David. David just came back from from battle. I think it was Ziklag. He just came back and then they are taking his wives, they are taking his children, his property and everything. And he was just downcasted. That even his soldiers, his comrades were like, <laughs> like we're, we're, we're going to stone the guy to death because he has just again taken us. Are, are taking us away because now all our valuables exposed. Like, what kind of nonsense? Like, they want to actually kill him. But he said, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Encouraging himself in the Lord was not going to be an easy thing, but he had to begin just, first of all, be in God's presence for him to say, Wait, like, what, what do I have to do here? And so that's God. He said, God, should I chase? Would I, over, would I overtake? Would I recover all? 
and in that presence of him waiting on God, on, on, the, on, 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 the, on the Lord and encouraging himself in, in God, there was joy that brought about strength. And I was able to hear clearly to say, yes, go, overtake and recover all. And we saw that that's true that you require. Because imagine, imagine, I mean, I mean, you have to probably to gather yourself to say, I'm going to actually go do this. I mean, first of all, they just come from work. So they're first already like tired and emptied. And I mean, if you go to one, you come back like you are just, you, you have you flatline for a, for a period of time before you even start to recover. But this was even just again, you're trying to get, get that strength. It had to come from anywhere, it had to come from nowhere but God. And so God gave him that strength to go again, pursue. Recover, um, overtake and recover all, and so again, it's what important that we again when it comes to actually when we find ourselves familiar, we find ourselves like again, empty, we feel, we feel ourselves like we're down. Let's go and tarry in God's presence because in God's presence, we we get joy. Mm-hmm. In God's presence, He fills us up. In God's presence, that joy brings about strength that we need um, to to to. To go do what we need to, so that's the first part, um, getting strength in God's presence. The second one is the strength to mount up with wings as eagles, and it's a very interesting. Thing, like he could have said, those that wait upon the Lord will their strength; they will run like horses in the in the jungle. You can use a different analogy, but say those that will they will be like dolphins that swim in the ocean or like whales. You can use different analogies um, for the goats that keep on mountains. But he actually said, no, he said, those that wait upon the Lord shall read it. He said, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. So why did he reference the eagle here? We have to look at just three verses of the Bible. So it can also help us put into context what we're trying to actually convey in that, in that, in that phrase. Exodus 19 verse 4. He says, you yourself have seen what I did to the Egyptians. How I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. So the first thing that the eagle is symbolizes being brought or being carried into God's presence. Again, back to the very core of this verse, waiting on God, waiting on Him. And so it's not about like again being carried elsewhere or being carried. Um, out of his presence, being carried to a place of comfort, but it's always again bringing us back to God's presence. I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. God knows that coming to Him is the only way we can get the sustenance, that we, that we can get the strength, that we can get the resources, that we can get the encouragement, that we can get the, the whatever value, whatever it is that we're looking for. It's, it's in Him that we will get that. And so the eagle again, the blessing again, being brought back. To God's presence, bring brought back to Himself. So that's the first one. Exodus 19, verse 4. Second verse, Revelation 12, verse 14. Revelation 12, verse 14. It said, But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle. Again, we have our, our key verse. He said, They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Here it says, The woman was literally given two wings of the great eagle. So that she might fly from the serpent in the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and times and half a time. And so we see that the eagle's wings here helps escape from the serpent in the wilderness, 
from any like pain, any suffering, anything that the enemy has planned for us, any situation that might be in, to fly from that place to a place where we are to be nourished. Mm-hmm. And so the eagles bring, bring us from a place of lack to a place of nourishment, from a place of weakness to a place of strength, from a place of, of sickness to a place of healing. It takes us away, it helps us fly to a place where we are nourished for a time and times and half a time. So it gives us a place like we are sustained, not just even just for once and for all, but again, continually, continually until it's until we filled up. And if you look at the problem, you see um, Elijah, where God actually told him during the famine, he said, go to the water brook, go there. He said from there, he gave him water to drink and said, birds were bringing food to him every day, three times a day, morning, afternoon, and night, from a time and times and half a time. So God wants us to again take us to a place. The only thing when it refers to the eagle here is again taking us to a place of nourishment, a place where we can be renewed, can be rejuvenated to get that stretch required to do what's ahead of us. And the top verse that we also look at it says in Psalm 103, verse 5, and David um, definitely is one with words. He said, Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle? Renewed like the eagle. And if you study the eagle, it's almost as if the older they get, the stronger they are. It's almost like the flip of what you might be to go through. The stronger we get, the, the weaker we get. But the eagles, the way they, I mean, the, the younger eagle might take like maybe like two flaps to go a particular height. The older eagle will take one flap and actually get that, that same amount of lifts. And so it's a, like, like a renewing of strength. And say, who satisfies you with good? Who meets your need? Who sustains you? Who can put you to a place of nourishment so that your youth is renewed like that of the eagles? And so again, we see that it's not by accident that God actually references the eagle in that verse where it says, he shall renew their strength and he shall mount up with wings as eagles. So that's the second part. Strength to mount up with wings as eagles. And so, but why? What's the purpose of this? What's the reason of it? Why do we need to wait on the Lord to renew our strength? Why is he giving us wings as eagles? And we see that in the third part of that verse. So that they shall run and not be weary, And so that they shall walk and not faint. So we'll touch on the season to run and another to walk. Walking is mentioned in the Bible 273 times. Uh, a few of them is, the earliest one is in, in Genesis chapter 5, when say God walked in the garden. So when God would come and meet Adam and Eve, he would walk into the garden. He didn't run, he just came and walked. Enoch also walked with God. He said he walked with God, uh, which is in Deuteronomy chapter 10. Uh, sorry, in uh, oh no, uh, sorry, uh, I don't have a reference for that. But you, if you study the Bible, you see that. But you see, Moses also walked with God. Moses was called to walk with God in Deuteronomy chapter 10. And then the last part of the Old Testament was actually Micah chapter 6, where it said, God has called us to walk humbly with Him. God called us to walk humbly with Him. Um, so God calls us to walk. There's a, there's a call. There's a call of walking, walk with God. Those who walk with Him, God walking Himself, um, God calling us to walk with Him. Um, but then running was mentioned in the Bible in 83 verses. So if you look at the ratio of walking to running, it's like one for every 
for every run there are three walks um again not going to draw too much from that but it's also going to be a call to to walk walk with him and to run with him and that and what's the reason for that there's a place for both uh, a season for both walking is long walking is pace walking is about relationship so when say god walks in the garden god was like building a relationship with adam and eve many people when you go when people say they go on a long walk or friends say they go on a long walk talk to each other and they catch up with what's going on in their lives just keep talking and walking and talking and just again it's, it's, it's beautiful up beautiful up so even some some um innovators and creative people that oh when i went on a walk is when i had this idea i was going to actually this better for this movie or this film or this invention walking is long it's long pace and it's all about building relationships so as believers walking is our prayer life Walking is our spirit and in God's word. It's about again, it's long. It's not it's not just I'm done. Oh, I've done it. I'm it's over. No, it's a daily thing. It's a consistent thing. Mm. It's long. It's paced. It's paced. Mm. You can't walk with somebody and like have to walk them. You have to begin at the same time. One step, one step, one step, one step. We are walking at the same pace. So it's about pace. It's about relationship. Running also at place and season. Running is about urgency. When about what actually ran, there's actually a sense of urgency. Um, Elijah, when the rain was about to start falling, he ran and even outran <laughs> chariots. When Philip went, uh, when they, um, was it Philip during the after the upper room wanted to actually preach to the it, 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 um, the Ethiopian eunuch, he ran. There's a sense of urgency. When Elijah also said he sent his, his, his um, servant, he told him to run. So there's a sense of urgency when it comes to running. There's an assignment, something needs to be done and completed. It's about service and safety. And so evangelizing, evangelism is running. Mm. It's there's an urgency for us to evangelize. We don't have the luxury of delaying it to the next day. It's urgency. It's about obedience. When God tells us to do something, are we obeying? In our obedience, we are running. We are actually saying this is an is a, of urgency. It's an assignment. I have to obey. And there's a race, of course, the race for the crown. We are called to run in First Corinthians 9, where Paul says, I've fought the good fight. I've run the race. So there's a crown, there's an assignment, there's an urgency for us to live out our life, our salvation. But again, there's a season for these two things. A place of running and a place of walking. But God knows that for these things, we need to be so we need to be we need to have sustenance. Because waiting upon the Lord enables us to walk with God and to run our race faithfully without fear of getting weary or fainting. And so when God has said, yes, you need to walk with me, God is all-powerful. You're not going to get tired. But we humans can get tired. But how do we avoid ourselves from being weary and painful? We have to carry his presence. We have to get strength. We need to get joy in his presence and feel the strength to sustain us. We need to have wings to fly away 
from things that will draw us down, from people that will draw us down, from situations that will draw us down to a place of nourishment. So we can keep pace with him as we walk. So we can carry out the assignment that we placed upon us with urgency. So in summary, we renew our strength by waiting on God, on God because in his presence is fullness of joy which gives us strength. We renew our strength by, by waiting on God because in his presence is fullness of joy and that joy gives us strength. We also renew our strength to mount up our wings as eagles because it brings, to us, it brings us to God's presence where we get nourished and our strength is renewed. And why is this important? Because in life we have both seasons of walking and running and we need the strength to stay on course without getting weary or getting faint. And so again, it's all a close look. I mean, it all comes together when again, when we read that verse, when it says, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's all goes in full cycle. We need to run, we need to walk. Those things might get us faint and weary, but if we wait upon Him, we renew our strength so we can keep walking, so we can keep running. Let us but I say, God, give me the grace to wait upon You, because that's the only way I can be sustained in this journey of walking and running. I can't do it by my own strength. I can't do it by my own power, Lord. But give me the grace to wait upon You, Lord, because in Your presence I get strength. In Your presence I can keep at pace. It's what you want for me. I, I'm not running ahead of you. I'm not running after you. I'm walking in lockstep with you. And when there's assignment, I'll have the strength to run with urgency to carry out the assignment, O oh Lord. Give me the grace to wait upon you, O oh Lord. To get wings, O oh Lord, as an eagle. To fly from the serpent in the wilderness to a place where you nourish me, O oh Lord. To fly away from any kind of harm or danger to a place where I am nourished, O oh Lord. Renew my strength, O oh Lord, each day, O oh Lord. Help me, O oh Lord, to wait upon you, O oh Lord, so that I might carry out the assignments in obedience, O oh Lord, at the right time, O oh Lord, at the right pace, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, O oh Lord, that I might walk with you, that I might have a relationship with you, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father, O oh Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thanks for the word. Thanks for time and pray. Let's just thank God for the word in our own words. Let's thank God for strength. Let us wait on Him. Let's thank God for His joy. Let us thank Him for His presence with us. Let's thank God that truly He carry us on eagles, on eagle wings. Let us thank God that the strength that we need, the grace that we need to wait on Him, so that we get the strength and the stamina um, to proceed further in this year. That the Lord should give every single one of us in the name of Jesus Christ. That everything we need to succeed, Lord, give us that strength. 
he hosts the verse to which and you should tarry as we were in your presence. Um, because your presence is what brings the joy. Uh, your presence is uh, what brings the strength that we need. Your presence uh, is all that we need. Uh, Father, just strengthen us, Father. Give us the grace, enable us to to make the necessary sacrifice we need to do in order to wait for you. That as we earlier on as well, during the prayer, early hours of this morning, that uh, the athletes are runners, you know, doesn't run with the baggage, um, sets aside every weight. Desperate that as we wait on God, that God will give us the insight to set aside everything that will slow us down. Because the eagle flies alone. The eagle soars alone. Uh, the eagle is weightless, doesn't have weight to carry. Hence, it can go higher and it can achieve an altitude that other birds cannot uh, achieve. Uh, let's just pray that, Lord, give us the verse. Uh, to lay aside everything, malice, whatever it is, uh, the things of this world, the love of this world, uh, whatever things that uh, are not necessary in our lives, that are not needful, that are not of you, that Lord, give us the grace and the wisdom to set those things aside so that we can run this race. Uh, we can run this race with audience as we're heard. Uh, that sometimes we need to sprint in the area of salvation, in the area of evangelism, in the area of soul winning. But I help us to sprint, to lay aside everything that has held us back. The love of this world, the, the cares of this world, the desires in our hearts that is not all about you. Not that all those things are not important to us, but Father, all we, all we are free is that you help us to get our priorities right, that we arrange our lives so that we put you first and other things comes in next. But I help us in the name of Jesus to, to set things to set things right. Father, we just bless you. Father, we just praise you. Father, we just exalt you. Father, we just adore you. We bless and praise you. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for the word.